Go now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. You probably don't hear me. There I am. Howdy, hey, Randall K. Coming to you live from spectacular uh, Spring Hill, magnificent Middle Tennessee on this Sunday, the 20th of December, near 2020, Anno Domini, or Anno Domini 2020, I should say, year of our Lord 2020. So here I am trying to, um, yeah, multitask here, running the show solo this evening. Uh, Stacy Lynn has a meeting to, a virtual meeting to attend. So you've got me. Um, hopefully things are going well with you this evening, and I should, um, I should put this microphone close to my mouth so you can hear me well. And I am going to pop out over here to where I can see comments and that sort of stuff. See, uh, view broadcast and another tab. And it's thinking about that. Hi, Jerry, out there on Facebook and someone else uh, watching on Facebook. Be sure to say, you know, put something in the comments so I can uh, shout you out. And there's uh, YouTube, some folks watching, but again, I don't know who you are unless you put something in the comments. And it's quiet on Twitch right now, imagine that. But uh, someone will show up before the end of the evening. By the way, we're listening to... uh, Voctive, and I don't know if YouTube will flag it or not, but uh, I'm gonna slowly fade it out so it doesn't get to the end and I'm, you know, goes on to the next video. Even autoplay is off. I want to make sure there's no ad or anything like that's gonna come up and kind of mess things up for me. All right, well, it was a little bit abrupt there. But uh, I tried to do that gently. Anyway, so I thought, well, what am I going to do for you tonight? What am I going to do as far as bringing the word as I do? Um, typically on Sundays, uh, we were, call, we were, um, uh, yeah, uh, inconsistently. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> we were inconsistently calling this Sunday in the scriptures. Uh, and it's that way most of the time, but not always. Uh, and I thought, well, what am I going to bring to you tonight? You know, I was, when I was going to share a message at Truck uh, Stop uh, Ministries in the Trucker's Chapel uh, this morning, uh, and although I went truck to truck, and I did give away uh, four copies of God's Word, and uh, they were receptive to that, was good. Uh, there were no attendees in the chapel, so I didn't bring a message there, a formal message, which was going to be 
pretty much the same lesson I brought on this uh, these channels on this program uh, last week out of John chapter 21. So I thought, well, what uh, what should I bring tonight? And some of you may have grown up in a more uh, or attend maybe a little more uh, uh, traditional or liturgical type church in which um, there's Advent. And I know, you know families have the Advent calendars, some of the 3D, you pop up the doors and stuff. But I did not grow up in the church. I wasn't a child in uh, Christianity. I didn't come to faith until age 21. And so even though I've been a believer for, well, I'm 56 now, so 35 years, um, you know, I don't have those traditions and the the congregations of which I've been a part have been non-denominational. And... Um, I didn't have those types of traditions, but I thought, well, some of you may have those traditions. And so I looked up, uh, I was going to say I Googled, but I didn't. I used DuckDuckGo as my search engine because it, uh, at least it purports to be uh, more private and as far as not tracking you all over the web like Google does. So anyway, I ducked, duck, goad. I don't know if that, that doesn't sound quite right. You know, Googled is, is a verb, you know, um, Google is a verb and even, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get into that. And I duck, duck, goad, you know, that didn't, you know, played that game as a, or was that duck, duck, goose? That was it as a, as a child. Anyway, I used a search engine, people. I did. I used a search engine to see if there was a, a reading calendar, a Bible reading calendar for the Advent season. And sure enough, there is, not surprisingly. And looking for 2020, the reading for today, uh, this Sunday which is what, the fourth Sunday, I guess, uh, of the Advent season, is uh, John, Yochanan, chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. So I thought we'd go ahead and look at those. And before we jump into that, I'm going to go over to the platforms, all y'all, see if anybody has identified themselves. Yeah, Jerry's the only one. I see someone else. Someone else is watching on Facebook. Have not identified themselves. The YouTube viewers have not identified themselves. That's okay. Here I'm just talking about private search engines and <laughs> not tracking down with the web. So you don't have to. You don't have to say who you are if you want to be anonymous. If you're in the witness protection program where you just don't like putting your name out of the web, that's cool. Ah, oh, and now someone has shown up on Twitch. And I uh, don't know who you are, but if you're so inclined, if you don't want to remain anonymous, go ahead and pop your name in the chat. And if I remember, I'll go back there and give you a shout out. Um, because I've only got two monitors here. Well, there's three, but the ones on the other side of the table that uh, Stacy Lynn normally watches. And that shows her the uh, the preview and the live monitors, you know, what's coming up and what's 
about to go live. And over here, I've got on one monitor, I've got the whole Wirecast interface. So I can see the shots and everything, put this thing together. And then the other one, I've got a browser with all these tabs open where I'm monitoring uh, the individual broadcast platforms there. Twitch, and YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope. And Periscope, uh, just about three more months, people. And then we bid farewell to Periscope. Uh, not terribly surprising. I mean, what... About six year run, and you know, Twitter had with that. And I'm guessing just from observation outside that they never came up with a good monetization model, uh, not a subscription based, you know, income. They didn't have ads, they were doing this, uh, what super hearts thing people could purchase super hearts and give them to broadcasters. I guess you still can, but. Um, I'm guessing, and an educated guess, that it wasn't sufficient to keep that division of Twitter uh, afloat, uh, let alone profitable. So, so we're going to bid farewell to Periscope in March of next year. All right, so, as promised, today's reading for Advent for Sunday uh, John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. I'm going to see you launch my presentation there and get it um, up on the screen for you so you can watch as well. Stand by. Let me just mumble incoherently while I try to uh, get things things going here. Alright, there it is. And, uh, and I probably should have put to keep it consistent so there's not this blank glowy third. Let me go ahead and put the title of this presentation over here. So, for some, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever should believe in him. All right, there we go. And, and it'll do a smooth transition. For Elohim, so love the world. And we'll be looking at that, Yochanan, John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. And so rather than um, annoy you with my unskillful uh, monologue here, let's go ahead and get into the scriptures prayerfully, shall we? Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace. Your mercy, every good and perfect gift that you lavish upon us. Um, we pray that as we look here into your word, uh, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, spirits that are sensitive uh, to your leading that we might receive 
the things you have for us that we might be equipped for every good work and uh, be filled with joy to share the good news uh, that we're, we will be reminded of this evening. This time is yours to use as you will for our good, your glory. Uh, we commit ourselves to you in this time. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. So, verse 16, chapter 3, we read, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth Son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish but possess everlasting life. By the way, I'm reading from the Scriptures uh, translation, 2009 edition. If you're not familiar with that translation, uh, you can uh, use the search engine of your choice and search for TS 2009, and that should lead you of you know one of the uh, many places that should direct you to is the Institute for Scripture Research, I believe it is, the publisher of that translation. Anyway, so the first phrase that stands out to me in this verse is that God gave his only brought forth son. You know, the old King James says only begotten. Um, uh, and I can't think of what other uh, English translations uh, render the word, but that word there, and I should have left it up on the screen, uh, in the underlying language in the, in the Greek New Testament, is monogeni, uh, which you may recognize the mana part, or mo, mo, mono, it's only it's mana, it's omicron, not omega in there, monogeni, um, the mana part, uh, you may recognize from monochrome or um, monotheistic, you know, meaning one, and uh, gene, um, which we get our English word generation from, uh, you know, or to generate. Uh, so it's a one generated, if you put the words to, you know, individually take the two syllables of the word. Uh, this compound word, but what it means when they're put together is one of a kind, unique, that they're, you know, they're not just the, you know, prototype or the original or the firstborn or the, the this is the, the one of a kind. There is no other. Um, and so while other religions might talk about, you know, this is just one of the incarnations or revelations of the divine uh, coming into the world that's not what the New Testament portrays of Messiah so he is one of a kind um, so there is you know once once for all very unique one of a kind uh, his is one is only brought forth is is one of a kind son so that everyone who believes in him should not perish but possess 
everlasting life. Now this, so that everyone, God's loved the world, how much did he love? He loved the world so much that he gave, what he gave his only brought forth, his one-of-a-kind son, so that everyone, now everyone, and I should adjust the uh, position there so we don't cut off the text on the right side, that everyone is everyone. It is all-inclusive. Uh, I think of in Romans 1.16, Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the good news of Messiah, for it is the power of Elohim for deliverance to everyone who believes, to the Yehudi first and also the Greek. So to the Jew first, also the Greek. We see in Revelation 5.9, as the 24 elders are um, I was going to say speaking, but they they sang, and they sang a renewed song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, speaking of Messiah as Lamb, and to open its seals, because you were slain, and have redeemed us to Elohim by your blood, out of every tribe, and tongue, and people, and nation. And that's a phrase that's repeated uh, a few times in Revelation but elsewhere uh, as well, that, you know, all-inclusive, so every tribe, every tongue, and people, and nation, um, there's no exclusion there, all people on earth. God so loved the world that he gave his uh, only brought for a son so that everyone, um, everyone who believes, and I'm reminded of in Luke chapter 4, uh, where Messiah, Yeshua, uh, reads from the scroll of Isaiah, uh, specifically chapter 61 of Isaiah, Yeshayahu, if you want to get Hebrew about it. And he reads them, he reads that portion of the scroll, applying it to himself, uh, saying the spirit of of the Lord, Adonai, is upon me because he has anointed, anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send away the crushed ones with release. Or I might say... Um, uh, your English translation into uh, set free the captives, um, but crushed ones they, they you know they're they're pressed and weighed down. Um, so you should be able to find yourself and anyone else with a pulse, or who's ever lived on Earth, in the group of every tribe and tongue and people and nation especially those who are poor, broken-hearted, uh, captives, uh, you know, um, blind, uh, uh, ones who are crushed or oppressed. So, God so loved the world, Elohim so loved the world that he gave, he gave his 
only brought forth son, this one of a kind, that everyone, whosoever, and that means whosoever, no exclusions there, every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, And I'm going to make sure that Periscope comments are working. Try to prime it with a test comment. Because I know folks are watching, but again, y'all are quiet out there. Facebook, thanks for watching. YouTube, folks, thanks for watching. And Twitch, person, <laughs> thanks for watching. Uh... Trust that you'll be blessed by this. Uh, and we are we're looking at God's word, and his word does not return void. It accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. And so, so, for, for God so loved the world. How much he loved the world? He loved so much that he gave what did he give or who did he give he gave his only brought forth son his one of a kind son that everyone whosoever uh, should not perish but have everlasting life and I'm going to look at the next verses to expand upon that not perish but having everlasting life Verse 17, for Elohim, God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So, this sending forth his son, well, let's, let's think about that for a moment. This, this son was this only begotten, this only brought forth, this one of a kind um, son um, came into the world. He was brought forth into the world and specifically through a woman. Um, so the scripture talks about him being brought forth, being begotten. Um, uh, this this one of a kind, uh, but in such a way that he he came into the world, uh, just like you and I come into the world. As far as the actual rival, not the origin, we're going to look at that. But you know, through the birth canal. Well, some of you may have been C-section, okay? But you know. Uh, uh, we were gestated in the womb of our mothers and and then exited the womb uh, either in the usual way, the most common way, uh, through the birth canal or, you know, C-section if there was some reason, some complications uh, that it was, you know, some complications that it was better for us to you know, come out via... Uh, incision but you know the 
God's gift, his one-of-a-kind son, came into the world that way, as verse 16 um, implies. But verse 17, for Elohim did not send his son into the world. So I want you to know that there's this, there's this sort of two, uh, whatever, <laughs> this two-way thing. He came forth, you know, into the world. He came into the world and it, by birth as human beings are, you know, come into the world. But he was sent into the world that though he arrived in the usual way through birth, uh, he did not originate from birth. God sent his son. God did not send his son into the world. Well, he did, but he didn't send him to judge the world. Um, and this, this combination of being brought forth into the world, being birthed into the world, and also being sent into the world from outside into the world uh, is a fulfillment of prophecy. We see that in Micha, Micah, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, so beautifully illustrated, speaking of the coming Messiah then. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you who are little among the clans of Yehuda, out of you shall come forth, just like just like John 3.16, shall come forth to me, the one to become ruler in Yisrael. His comings forth are of old, from everlasting. So why, whereas he came forth into the world, his origin is not from the world, is not from earth. Uh, his comings forth are from old, from everlasting. So though we came to the world in the usual way through birth, uh, he did not originate from here. You and me, uh, we originated from here. Um, that our parents, you know, a sperm and an egg combined, and, and, you know, boom, all sorts of things start happening, and, you know, cell replication and all that kind of stuff that uniquely made us. And that sperm and that egg were produced by the bodies of our parents, uh, ultimately from things they consumed, you know, things they ate on, you know, the, the nourishment that they took in. Things that grew out of the ground and were made from things that grew out of the ground or things that ate things that grew out of the ground. Um, we are um, organic. We are earthly in our nature, in our physical nature, in our origins. Uh, we were brought forth in this world from earthly material. Um, but not so with the Savior, uh, even though he, you know, he came forth 
uh, his his comings forth uh, were from old, from everlasting, uh, from outside of time and space, from outside the earth as we know it. All right. Next. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world. Speaking of us as natural people, you know, earthly people, that our nature is earthly. We came from earthly organic material. Um, and when we came forth into the world from our mother's wombs, uh, again, our origins are not from everlasting. They're not from outside of this world. They are completely worldly. Uh, completely earthly and with that earth nature uh, that physical nature uh, there's also an inherent spiritual nature that we have as people originating uh, from this earth and the Apostle Paul one of many uh, who talks about this but I think this verse uh, is a great uh, encapsulation of that as in his epistle to the Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3 among whom speaking of them the Gentiles but also of himself a Jew humankind in general among whom we all among whom also we all once lived in the lust of the flesh doing the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, as also the rest. Now he's writing to people who have been redeemed, uh, who have been saved, and we'll talk about that, um, through Messiah, but by nature, being people of the earth, worldly people you know of earthly origins it's not just a physical thing uh, it's a spiritual thing that's tied to our physical nature and that is we are by nature uh, children of wrath uh, we are by nature um, um, not we're not spiritual we're not, I mean, we're spiritual beings, we have a spirit, uh, but we're not, we're not godly, we're not, we're not heavenly, we're not righteous people by nature. By nature, we're children of wrath because we are so separated, unlike Messiah, uh, Yeshua, Jesus, Yehoshua, who came forth into the world, who was brought forth uh, through birth. Uh, that was just his physical nature, his spiritual nature, his his really who he is. You know, his 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 coming is from everlasting. His going forth are from old, uh, from from everlasting. He has a heavenly nature, and so while he took on the form of a man, what was at the root is not earthly is not worldly it, it's heavenly 
We, by contrast, are just earthly people through and through. And because we are by nature not heavenly, we are not godly and, and not um, citizens of heaven by natural birth. We are um, separated from God. We're, we're completely different. He's heavenly, we're earthly. And being earthly, uh, we are by nature, this natural earthly nature, children of wrath, as also the rest. As, as with everybody, everyone who was born into this world, besides being a worldly, earthly person, or as part of that, are children of wrath. That is, that because we are not heavenly, because we're not godly, we can expect not to have any part of the heavenly experience. We we would not expect to have any sort of relationship with God because he's God, we're not. He's heavenly, we're earthly. Um, and ultimately, uh, remaining in that condition, we are just assured of the opposite of heavenly blessings, of relationship with God. We're assured of... Um, an an unheavenly an unheavenly eternity uh separated from god for eternity and it's not it just it's continuing by nature that's cuz earthly nature that's how un un uninterrupted that course unchanged that's just where it plays out earthly people have nothing to do with heavenly realms and blessings and relationship everyone by nature is a child of wrath that is um, ultimately um, a recipient of of God's rejection if you will want to make sure I'm not missing any comments out here there's a test comment. Let's see folks watching Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. It's all quiet. I guess you're just all engrossed in the, the content. So, back to my slides here. Okay, for Elohim did not send his son in order to judge the world. Why not to judge the world? Uh, because the world is already judged. We already have that earthly nature, which is by definition an unheavenly, ungodly, unrighteous nature. Uh, John chapter 12, verses 47-48. The Lord, Yeshua, Jesus said, and if anyone hears my words, but does not watch over them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me 
and does not receive my words has the one who judges him. The word that I have spoken shall judge him in the last day. So we see that that is, is the default position. Not only, not only are we by nature children of wrath, earthly, not heavenly, you know, not godly, um, we have the Son of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth Son so that everyone who believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, that by nature we're going, by nature we're children of wrath. But God has, because he loves the world, has brought light to the world. And we're going to get our way down to verse 19, don't worry. And so, in that contrast, with that light interjected into the world, those that still re reject that, you know, it, he rejects me, Lord said, and does not receive my words, has the one who judges him. The word that I have spoken shall judge him on that day. Because that was the way of escape. And when that's rejected, then that's going to be the thing to judge that person on that day. Um... For Elohim did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but the world through him might be saved. So we are by nature children of wrath, by nature not heavenly, not godly. And so we are on this path unless, unless interrupted, unless redirected. And and this is the redirection. This is the intervention that God sent his son into the world, that the world through him might be saved. Turning to John's first uh, epistle, he wrote, And this is the witness that Elohim has given us eternal life. I want you to think about that for a moment. It's not something that's behind door number one or, you know, behind door number two or or is available for purchase here or there. Or if you do this, this, and that, you can get it. Or, you know, it costs this much, you know, whatever. Um, it's not, everlasting life is not something out there that you can obtain by puffing or puffing or any anything that you can do uh, to get it because it's already been given. This is the witness that Elohim, God, has given us. Past tense. He has given us eternal life. Well, it's not in the shell, on a shelf. It's not behind door number two. It's not, you know, in a place... Uh, where you can do such and such an action to earn it or deserve it or to lay hold of it, this life is 
in his Son. He who possesses the Son possesses life. He who does not possess the Son of Elohim, Son of God, does not possess life. So God has given us eternal life. It, that happened back on that original Christmas day, if you will. God so loved the world, here's the gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God has given us eternal life that happened on that original Christmas day when when this one-of-a-kind, this one-of-a-kind uh, son who, who was brought forth through the birth canal, but his origins are from everlasting, uh, his coming forth brought eternal life. He brought eternal life with him. Um, eternal life is in him. He didn't carry it in a suitcase. It wasn't carry-on baggage. It's, uh, this life is in him. This life is in his son. Everlasting life. God, because the son showed up, everlasting life was given. Because because God gave his son, God gave everlasting life. It's, it's in him. It's everlasting life is part and parcel with the Son of God. This life is in his Son. So, if you possess the Son, you possess life. If someone does not possess the Son of God, he does not possess life. It's just really, although profound, it's, it's simple. That eternal life God gave God gave his son, and, and and eternal life is part of that's a reason that it it just all comes together, that of all the gifts God could give, it's not that he gave two things, he gave his son and he gave his eternal life, or, you know, uh, you know a present under the tree and a stocking stuffer, um, or a gift certificate for something, you know, the... The best gift that he could give, that God could give, is his son because eternal life is in his son. And that whoever has him uh, takes possession of that gift, uh, has the son of God in their life, has eternal life. Let's get down to verse 18 in Yochanan, John chapter 3. He who believes in him, that would be this only brought forth son, of the one whose goings forth are from everlasting, the one who did not come into the world, to, did not come to judge the world, but the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not judged, but he who does not believe is judged already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only brought forth son of Elohim. So again, it's the it's it's the road we're on as earthly people, as earthly people, worldly people from worldly origins. We're by nature children of wrath. Um, we're not godly. We're not heavenly. We're earthly, worldly people. Um, who by our nature seek out worldly, earthly things. Um, so 
we're on a path to be separated from heaven, separated from God, because it's 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 not like we're going to be separated from God, going to be separated from heaven. We are. I mean, that's that's who we are. That's our nature. I mean, that's we are by nature children of wrath with earthly, worldly people. Um, but God gave. But God gave. He gave this gift. So. You know, he, everyone who believes in him is not judged. But he who does not believe is judged already. Because he's not believed in the name of the only brought forth son of Elohim. Uh, that if you don't believe, then you don't believe that he's given eternal life. The son, this, this eternal life is in this only brought forth son of God then you'll continue down the worldly, unheavenly, ungodly path and end up where it ends up. Which the Bible refers to as condemnation. Um, as um, eternity. And which is described in Revelation chapter 20. And let's look at this dynamic about those who are not judged because of receiving the gift that was given by God. And this is in uh, Revelation chapter 20. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before the throne, and books were opened, plural, take note of that, and books were opened, and another book, singular, was opened, which is the book of life, okay? There's, there's a book, which is the book of life. It tells us which, what that book is. And we know from other places in scriptures what the book of life is, and it's going to tell us here, so I won't belabor that. So there's the book of life, and apart from that, there are these other books that were opened. So there's books, plural, that are opened as a set, and then there's another book, a singular book, which is open, the book of life. And the dead were judged from what was written in what? The books. The books, plural. Not judge what was written in the book of life. Judge what was written in the books. Well, what's in the books? Well, it tells us they were written, they were judged from what was written in the books according to their works. Earthly people doing earthly things, worldly people doing worldly things, godless people doing godly things, unheavenly people doing unheavenly things. They don't they don't merit heaven, they don't merit a relationship with God. They're ungodly, they're unheavenly, they're they're natural, earthly, worldly things. They have nothing to do with heaven or with God. So um the dead here are judged from what is written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Sheol gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one, according to his works. Ungodly people, earthly people, worldly people, doing ungodly, unheavenly things, um, receive and... Uh, an ungodly, unheavenly end. And death and Sheol were thrown into the lake of fire. 
And by the way, the lake of fire was created for the devil and his angels, Matthew chapter 25. I'm not going to go there right now, but it wasn't made for human beings, but human beings will end up there because it's the one place uh, that is unheavenly, ungodly, um, that has been um, separated uh, for condemnation. And so that's where people who continue in their earthly, worldly, ungodly, unheavenly nature end up in the unheavenly, ungodly uh, place, which is the lake of fire. This is the second death. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So come Judgment Day, we've got books and a book opened up. There's a book, which is the Lamb's Book of Life, which whoever receives the gift, whoever believes, for God so loved the world that he gave his one, you know, his only brought forth son, that whoever, that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everyone who receives that gift um, is written in his book of life. He is the source of eternal life. He, you know, he possesses eternal life. So if you possess him, you receive him, his relationship with him, then you're written in his book of life. Then the path that we're on by nature as children of wrath, the ungodly, unheavenly, you know, worldly, earthly path, that's just interrupted and superseded with, hey, my name's in the book of life. Um, going back to, I think it's Luke chapter 10, the uh, disciples that he sent out and gave them authority to cast out demons and heal sickness, those kinds of things that come back and say, hey, even the demons are subject to his na our name. And he told them, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to, your, you know, to you. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That's, that's a bigger thing to rejoice about. Having authority over demons is, well, that's exciting, but it, ultimately it has nothing to do with one's eternal destiny, um, ultimately. And so what they were to rejoice in was their names are written in heaven. That's They're written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because then that, uh, that interrupts, that intercedes, um, intervenes uh, the natural uh, course we would be on as by nature, children of wrath. So that's something to rejoice in. So that, having your name written in the Lion's Book of Life, is indeed something to rejoice in. Uh, receiving that gift that God demonstrated his love in that way. God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ, Messiah, died for us. And, and so anyone not found written in the book of life 
he was thrown into Lake of Fire because ultimately the judge by the works it's being ultimately it's being judged or not being judged all right verse 19 well we kind of looked at it uh, from Revelation but this is the judgment that light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than light than the light for their works were wicked the Elohim so loved the world that he gave he gave his only brought forth son uh, and eternal life in that son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish would not end up in the lake of fire but have eternal life heavenly godly eternal life uh, eternally in relationship with God in the heavenly realms but there are sadly many who reject that light is coming to the world you know I picture I picture, you know, just a bunch of people like shuffling down a dark hallway. It's dark. They don't know that it ultimately, you know, drops off a ledge into a lake of fire. Dark, they can't see. But then, you know, off to the side, this light comes on. You know, this exit sign. But hey, guess what? The hall you're walking down, there's a big, huge drop off and you drop off into a lake of fire but hey this is this is the escape right here um and 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 it shines light into this dark hallway that you can see where you're going uh the the doesn't lead to a great place a terrible place actually and you know, and, and here is the escape route here. You know, the light comes on. This big illuminated, big illuminated exit sign. And then some, forget that. I'm just going to, you know, I don't buy that. I don't believe that. So I'm going to continue down this hallway that I really can't see. I can't take, <laughs> I'm not going to take your word for it. That that's a way of escape. You know, I'm not going to take a chance on that. I'm going to take my chances on an, I was going to say an equally unknown, but a worse unknown. Um, I mean, if you don't, if you don't take a chance on the free gift that God has offered, the free gift of eternal life in His only brought forth Son then then if you reject what he said about the end of the hallway then you know where do you think you're going well it's a mystery you know <laughs> and i don't i just don't understand why someone would keep on the one path and not trade it in um as was a jim elliot i believe it was um famous missionary said he's no fool 
who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And for Elohim, so is the world that he gave. He gave this gift that's eternal, it's everlasting. And the judgment is coming, and this is the judgment. The light is coming to the world. Big, luminous exit, escape sign. You know, like like the lighted path down the in in the plains. You know, in case of emergency, follow the lighted path. You know, to the exit. This is it. Lights come into the world. Lights come into this crashing plane. But men love the darkness rather than the light, for their works were wicked. They, you know, the the jollies that they get out of the worldly, earthly, godless, you know, unheavenly activity, um, temporary pleasures are are more enticing than the prospect of getting out of this world alive. Um, and it takes me back to uh that passage from john chapter 12 which were the words of yeshua of jesus himself when he said if anyone hears my words but does not watch over them i do not judge him for i did not come to judge the world but to save the world he who rejects me and does not receive my words has one who judges him the word that I have spoken shall judge him in the last day. Because there will be those that um, will get to the end of the hallway. It's like, didn't you see the big illuminated exit, the escape, you know, sign uh, this way? Uh, to safety of course they did they saw it and um, well didn't didn't Yeshua didn't the Lord tell you that uh, this hallway ended up and a sh sheer drop-off in the lake of fire yeah but you know no defense at that time um, so okay didn't take the escape hatch so you know the way of escape so you know the the natural outcome is the outcome of our nature children of wrath um rightfully by our works uh deserving of judgment and that second death But this fourth Sunday of Advent, again, I'm sorry, I'm not from that tradition, so I don't know. You know this tells us about light that comes into the world. That's why, that's why Christmas, uh, the celebration of Christ's birth, is such a good thing because that is the perfect gift that just so, so demonstrates God's love for the world for Elohim for God so loved the world that he gave his only brought forth son that everyone 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 is eligible everyone who believes in him you know as many believe in his name as many as received him 
It gave the right to become children of God. No longer children of wrath, but children of God. As many as believed, so that everyone who believes should not perish, but have everlasting life. I hope that brings joy to you and your holiday season, this Christmas season, and that it's not a just a routine kind of traditional thing. Yeah, I can't wait, uh, you know, for the new year to put all the Christmas decorations away, whatever. You know, just, uh, you know, you may not celebrate Christmas, and that's fine. You know, whether to the Lord you observe a day or not observe a day. Granted, Christmas came about the actual day is is a Christianization of Roman Saturnalia by the by the Roman Catholic Church, you know, during the days of the Holy Roman Empire. So I don't want to, you know, want to separate the idea of of you know the technicalities of the Christmas Day celebration with just the um, the abstract of it, you know, the the purpose of it, you know, the the meaning that was interjected into the pagan holiday, removed from the pagan holiday, that, as we just read, for God so loved the world, Elohim so loved the world, that he gave his only brought for a son, that everyone who believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's, that's, the thing to celebrate and um, hope as you meditate on that that it would be a great cause of great rejoicing for you so with that in mind please I exhort you to be bold to stand up and go with God because he loves you and he's perfectly demonstrated that good night God bless Thank you.